Before we begin, just to let you guys know, our logo artwork was designed by Nicola Anarchy and music by Taylor Paisley French. Warning, this podcast does contain spoilers for the Roddenverse series. Hello everyone and welcome to the Best Damn Camp, a Rowan West read-along and analysis podcast that sets out to read all the books by Rick Rowan in timeline order. I'm your friendly neighbourhood lesbian author and host, Fran. Welcome to the show. Today we are continuing our timeline journey with the House of Hades section entitled Hazel Saves the Day, which is from pages 187 to 226. As always, we've our points to focus on, so today I've got magic systems, characters, and generally what I thought of it. So let's dive in. As you can probably tell from uh, the title of the section, this overview is all from Hazel's POV. So uh, it's a Hazel-centric episode, and I am very, very happy about that because Hazel is one of my favourites. So let's dive in. Hazel's still affected by the poison smog and her seasickness, a sickness that's not helped by her new farting weasel companion, a companion that is there, according to Hedge, to see how she does, as cryptic as that is. Speaking of Hedge, he's not doing great emotionally, but we're unsure as to why. No time to discuss that though, because Hazel is worried about what's to come, her brother, and pretty much everything else. But she can't even focus on that before there's trouble. Giant turtle kind of trouble. With the boat taking a battering, Hazel has a feeling that the weasel was talking about... Hold on. (laughs) Hazel has a feeling that this is what the weasel was talking about. With the turtle somewhat dealt with due to Leo's never-ending adaptions to the ship, a new problem arises with an arrow with a note narrowly misses Piper's face. They're being robbed and the robber wants to meet two of them alone up on the mountain with all of their riches. Hazel and Jason are the meeting party, with Hazel thinking this is her mist-based test, seeing as the weasel has come along. Here they meet Skyon, a son of Poseidon pirate who fights with the turtle, stealing from many and all. He's been brought back for the dead by Gaia specifically to steal the statue from them. When he learns that Gaia plans to destroy the world, he has no issue with them keeping the statue, but he still wants something from them. A feet cleaning. That's when Hazel remembers his story. He kicks people off of cliffs while they clean his disgusting feet, and her guess is, this is her missed test to save their lives. Imagining everything from their enemy's perspective, Jason falls to his death, followed by the heartbreak of his loss. Of course, when Skyon goes to do the same to Hazel, he finds himself in his own trap, falling to his death when Jason gives him a kick right into his turtle's mouth. Hazel has passed her test to the point that even her father Pluto comes to congratulate her, as well as warn her. They will meet Pacify and the dead will not be her friend. They must be prepared for what's to come. Ooh. 
don't know why I hold that ooh so long. But uh, yeah, this is a action-packed episode, so hopefully it'll be longer than last week's, which was, what, like nine minutes? <laughs> I am really sorry, that was short. I really did not have much to say. But I do have quite a bit to say about this episode, specifically in relation to magic systems, because as an author myself, be sure to buy my books, they are linked in the episode show notes, I am always fascinated about magic systems. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of hard magic systems because I don't like everything to have like super set rules, just because I like the flexibility of some magic systems, like the Avatar world, not the blue people, the blue people ones is not interesting, Um, well it's to some people but you know, to me it's not, Uh, and also it makes no sense but you need to hit and all that. And Percy Jackson has a soft magic system so I do quite enjoy it. The only thing is when it's kind of a new introduction. Now, I'm not saying it's bad when something is newly introduced. I just like a little bit more information. I can take things as a, yeah, that's fair enough. But I do like a little bit of information, especially when we've had the mist before. Because the mist being used now is very different to anything we've seen previously with the mist. In this case, the mist is basically putting yourself into the mind of your enemy or the person you're trying to trick and showing them exactly what they want. And I do really like that, even if I don't fully understand how it's working. Because when Tully used the mist in the Titan's Curse, for example, it was a verbal usage of the mist. I suppose we kind of heard about the mist being used in non-verbal ways of just like mortals kind of doing it themselves, of convincing themselves what was real and what was not. But usually when we've had the mist being shown through a demigod's usage, it is usually in the way that someone is kind of explaining something and using their own words. Like when Talia was, what was it, they were at the military school, and she said, yeah, no, we've been here before, blah, 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 and kind of like convinced the mortal and a little bit of the manticore manticore yeah but not fully because he was a monster and he kind of knew (laughs) but we've seen it used before verbally so to see it not used verbally and it was specifically through imagination again i'm not against because i don't have issues with changes to law because in this case it's not actually a change to the law of the mist um that's law spelled l-o-r-e by the way It's just a continuation, like a further expansion on the way in which the magic and mist is used. It's just I would have liked more guidance beforehand because this is the first time we've seen Hazel use the mist and first time we've seen her figure out how to use the mist. And she does it very, very well, very, very easily and very, very quickly. And I'm not the biggest fan of that because Talia, for example, was trained to use the mist. Hazel, and she was good at it, but that's because she'd been being trained for about three months at that point in time. Hazel has not been trained. She's basically, like, it's, what's the best way to describe this? It's like someone who knows that things exist, they've seen like a YouTube video on it, and they're like, yeah, I'm going to do that. And just with that one YouTube video of knowledge, they pick it up. 
it's I guess it's somewhat realistic because some people can do that but at the same time you'd you'd want a little more like I just wanted more guidance I wanted more teaching which is why to go into the characters aspect it's why I wanted Piper to be the one to use the mist now again I just want to say Hazel is my well she's not my favorite character but she is one of my favorite I really love Hazel she has some incredible backstory she's just a really cool character but she already has so many things she's got her ability to pull riches from the earth she can bury underground and find tunnels basically an earthbender she can control Orion Arian? I never knew how it was said. The horse. The super fast horse. Not fully controlled, but obviously she can call him and he'll come to her. And she's a great physical fighter as well. Specifically a cavalry fighter, which is not very common. So she has all these skills already. She didn't really need another one. Whereas Piper has charm speak. And that's kind of her only ability. She does have a dagger, but she doesn't really know how to use it. She's not really been trained to be a melee fighter, which is, again, something I'm kind of like, she should have been trained to be a melee fighter. They had six months. Come on now. But anyway, Charm Speak already is a mist-like ability. Like, you are convincing someone to do something, and make, but you're saying something into existence, which is basically the mist, or at least the mist we know when it came to Talia. You're saying something, and the person you are saying it to believes it is true, and so it happens of course in her case the child speak words off but i could see her being able to use the mist very easily like she's very much the perfect option to be a mist user and for me it's just another example of rick not really knowing how to use these characters or how to utilize them correctly because piper being the mist user going up against pacify later in the on uh, later on would I don't think it would have make made people like her more because like her whole thing is still very Jason orientated in this season, this season, this series. But I think it would have taken away the weight of that. Oh, she was just a useless character because her being the mist user, her being able to use all this power to take down pacify and take down you know, like various different things with the use of the mist. I think would have helped her characterization a lot would have helped her be a bit more likable to readers and not just appear unfortunately like the damsel in distress or not the damsel in distress but the boy crazy character that she comes across as and I know this is just take away slightly some things from Hazel and this is something I talk about in the series in general that Hazel and Frank are forgotten quite often but that would just require Rick writing these characters and their stories a little bit better in general. But I'll be doing that in general when I go back to doing my rewriting Heroes of Olympus series on my YouTube channel. So be sure to subscribe to that. It is also linked in the episode show notes. But yeah, I just wanted to say that because, yeah, Piper should have been the missed user. But uh, she's not, so let's talk about Hazel. Hazel... I have some problems with you in this section, um, specifically relating to what I talked about in, I think it was last week's episode, the, fr- was it last week's episode or the week before, I don't remember, 
the Frank stuff. <sighs> Again, I hate that they physically changed Frank and made him no longer chubby. Because what was the reason? But it's then Hazel's fixation on his physical change and like he's grown into his weight he's no longer chubby and cuddly and this whole thing was like oh she was really worried that his physical change would also mean he was a different person and it was just not a fun thing and there's a whole moment she she's like distracted because she saw his midriff because his clothes no longer fit him you know the new clothes that he just got because leo threw his old clothes away and now they no longer fit as well because he had a physical body change I just, I hate that it's a continued reinforcement that Frank's physical change is a quote-unquote good thing. Because it's not. It's a, it's really problematic. I'm, like, I, um, bad decisions. Like, a, a, a developmental editor really should have gone, hey, I don't think this is a good decision, but, you know, editors, I suppose, didn't really do much of that in the 2010s era, but, you know... That's just a thing I want to note because I hate it. <laughs> so that's why I was kind of like, I don't really like Hazel too much near the start of this section because she was like, oh my God. I'm like, Hazel, be respectful, please. <laughs> but uh, to the positives of Hazel, I love how smart she is. I really do. But her smartness in this section was random and didn't really make sense because how does she know an obscure Greek story when firstly she's a Roman demigod she's only been back in the mortal world well I know she's been back for a while she's been back about 10 months but again she was at the Roman camp and the Romans hate the Greeks I doubt they would be teaching Greek hero stories or Greek stories and myths in general I know it's great to introduce a story and to give the context of like what Skyon does, but it should have been after using the mist and from someone more knowledgeable on the Greeks, like Nico, because Nico knows stuff. What should have just really happened to show how smart she is, because it does basically happen, and then Rick just kind of adds to it of her knowing the story, is that it should have just really been her figuring out that Skyon saying send you down the cliff and kind of repeating lines similar to that was him kind of you know not really subtly but kind of subtly making it clear that he had no intention of letting them live and that should have been enough like we didn't need the hand holding um at least not during the scene itself. We could have had it afterwards with Nico being like, oh my god, Skyon, yeah, no, I know that guy. He He's well known for kicking people over cliffs, so good job. Um, but, yeah, it's it's neither here nor there. It's not really an issue. I just kind of... She didn't need it. She, was, she figured it out already. She didn't need to know his story. And it was kind of random that she did. But anyway... <laughs> To a positive, though, I do love how well she knows her brother. He's struggling, and justifiably, he's been through a lot of shit. And in struggling, he hides himself away from others as much as possible, even her. And she's very well aware of this fact. Like, she knows that the reason why he hangs out in the rafters and kind of above everyone else is because he doesn't want to be near them. Because, you know, 
he wants to keep to himself. He's kind of like, <laughs> unfortunately timing for this, he's turtling. He is pulling himself into his shell as much as possible because he's been through so much. The only thing that I do wish that this series did do better was have it, well, was basically expand on Hazel and Nico's relationship because this would this would be a perfect moment for her to reach out to him or even have him reach out to her because I never really understood why he did because he saw her as a Bianca replacement for so much of it, which I really did hate. But at this point, he shouldn't be thinking of her in that way. Have him reach out to her have her reach out to him because the whole thing is like he's he was never going to do it himself anyway because he was that closed off but hazel recognizes the problem so why isn't she reaching out to him i know we then have the whole turtle destroying the boat situation but i think we don't have enough bonding between hazel and nico and considering what's coming up very very soon it annoys me even more because they don't (sighs) I'll talk about that when we get to that. But that's basically kind of all I have for this section. Because I don't really have any other thoughts beyond this week's question of the episode. And I am going back to doing these because I like doing them and it's good to have the three posts. <laughs> so this week's question of the episode is, what do you think about Hazel having magic? Do you think it should have been Hazel? Do you think it should have been someone else? Whatever the case, let me know when this goes up on our Instagram or email me if you want to. Again, not again. <laughs> Thank you all for joining me for this week's section. Be sure to join me next Wednesday as we continue our unversed journey. If you would like to support this podcast, you can head over to patreon.com slash a healthy dose of Fran to get early access to all Best Damn Camp episodes. If you would like to get involved over on social media, you can find me over at Best Damn Camp Pod on Instagram and Twitter. You can listen to this podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts, from Spotify to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Deezer and anything in between. Be sure to leave a rating and a review as well if you can. Want to know more about my upcoming writing? Drop me a follow at a dose of Fran on Instagram, Twitter and TikTok. Thank you all for tuning in. As always, I've been Fran, your very own hunter. And I'll see, shall I speak to you guys next time. Bye.